Hey, everyone. Chris and Sandy, been with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like we say on every episode, we got a great show for you. Super story and talk some music. So, Abby, are you here? I am here. How are you doing? We're oh, doing, doing good. Great. Good. So, well, thank you guys for having me. I'm I'm excited to talk to people today. I've been um I've been uh, talking to myself <laughs> for much too long now. So are <laughs> oh, we getting it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is a while back we had Jenny Gill on. And we've seen um, before she came on the show, she posted a um, a post on Facebook about she she ain't talked to nobody in over a month. So she was like, she said, um, Chris and Sandy better be ready because I'm ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I feel I feel I feel that <laughs> I'm in the same boat. <laughs> so I always like to start the show out the same way because we are in a weird year this year. Some bad, some good. But it's weird no matter which way you look at it. But when it comes to COVID, how has it personally affected you, and how are you maneuvering through it? Oh, man, yeah, let's start with the monster. Why not? <laughs> I think, um, man, you're so right, Chris. It's, it's, you got to take the, the bad with the good and the good with the bad. And um, there's this quote that I always hear. I don't know who originally said it, but it <clears> goes, you know, with every a, a curse is a blessing, and a blessing can be a curse. So <laughs> that's true. It's, it's all in how you see it, and and um, yeah. I mean, golly, I miss touring, and I I miss playing shows. I miss going out, and at the same time, I've gotten to spend more time with my family than I ever have. I've gotten to spend <laughs> more time just being still. And mm-hmm. going through my own thoughts, I, I don't think I realized how much uh, being busy and staying busy kept me from self-analyzing. <laughs> yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe I didn't want to self-analyze. <laughs> I, I, just, <laughs> I loved being busy so much that it made me, I, I almost found comfort in being busy because then I couldn't be alone with myself. And so... Yeah. I've had to I've had mm-hmm. to look myself hard in the mirror this year and, and I've had to make some big big career decisions that needed to be made and I mean mm-hmm. I got engaged too, so that's oh, been an well, amazing congratulations. Congratulations. Year. Thank you. Apparently yeah. all the man needed was to, you know, be stuck with me for six months and to decide he couldn't live <laughs> without me. So I'm uh I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that is, you know, Next month, Sandy and I will be married 18 years, and we've oh, been a 24/7. Well, thank oh, you. thank you. And we've been a, and we've been a 24/7 couple the whole time. Wow, yes. isn't that amazing? I um, I think me and my man will be the same, minus when I you know start touring again. Yeah, I think we're right. both ready yeah. for me to get on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be singing on the road again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, like you said, with COVID and all that, that's like with us for the show. You know, when we first launched our show back January third, the the original plan was eighty to a hundred interviews. That was it. It was. We was. You know, wow. we thought. You know, if we did a hundred interviews first year, we would probably done more interviews than most hosts. Period in our first year, yeah, and we thought that would be a good goal. And then COVID happened, and I told Sandy, you know, 
when opportunity knocks, you have to walk through that door because I thought, you know what, this could be our year to shine because artists and other people are going to need a place to talk, and we'll give it to them. And because of that, we're over 230 interviews now. Wow. I mean, that seeing there's a big blessing in that. Is, that's amazing, you guys. Congratulations. That is awesome. Well, thanks. Big. So now the, now the goal is 300. <laughs> yeah, working I mean, on 300. Why not, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, before we really dig into your story, I always like to go a little light, even though we just went heavy with COVID, but you know, yeah. you know how that goes. <laughs> but So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Man, that's a really good question, and I ask myself that a lot. I'm like, what What else do I do besides <laughs> write about my feelings all day? My gosh, I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly, if, if I have a whole day where, you know, if I don't have a write or it's just one of those kind of refeed days, I, I call them, just fill up my tank mm-hmm. kind of days. Um, I love, mm-hmm. love, love reading I'm always trying to find a good book to read, um, and it just keeps my brain brain going and the creativity pumping. Um, I love going to the lake. I'm a big lake girl, so whether it's yeah. fishing, well, pretending to fish. My fiance <clears throat> loves to fish, and I just kind of sit there and watch him in la-la land. <laughs> um, but I really love being out there with him, and I love wakeboarding and wake surfing. Um, just being outside. I love, love, love being outside. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's so funny, like, when you grow up, Music mm-hmm. is your hobby until it becomes your profession. And I was mm-hmm. seven. I was, my gosh, I was like fifteen when I started doing this seriously. Well, my whole life oh, I wow. have. And I, w- I was talking to a friend the other day. I was like, man, music became my hobby, became my profession, and now I, I don't know how to do anything else. I'm like, should I be worried about that? <laughs> <laughs> And we'll discuss that uh, in a little while about that side of it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. But, yeah, that's been fun. I feel like during quarantine, I've I've picked up some cooking, too. So that's been been fun, too. I do love to cook. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Uh, Everything. I don't think there's (laughs) an unquirky bone in my body. I, (laughs) I think anyone would. Spend five minutes with me and be like, all right, she's not all totally there in the noggin, but, you know, she's got a nice smile. I'll talk to her for a little bit. Isn't that the best? You know, they always say that about people standing out. Isn't it the best way to stand out? Because, again, who wants to be normal? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Some days That's... I have my I have my days where I'm like, golly, I wish I didn't think the way I thought. <laughs> <laughs> My life would probably be a little more calm if that were the case. But no, I agree with you. I, I think God made me a certain way, and and I'm really thankful yep. for it. So, at what age was it? You know, not necessarily when you wanted to do music, but at what age did it click to where you realized, wow, I this could be a career? What was that moment? Oh man, it was when. So when my parents put me in piano lessons when I was five, and I remember hating those lessons forever. And mostly just because oh, well. I had a piano <laughs> teacher who was telling me what to do and what to play, and I just I do not like people telling me what to do. 
I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. Maybe I should, but I just really don't like that <laughs> at all. And um, I remember when I was about a year into being absolutely <clears throat> dramatic, just telling my mm-hmm. mom, like, I am, I can't live another day if, if I have to play classical piano, blah, blah, blah. And I was a very dramatic child, if mm-hmm. you couldn't tell, but... Um, she showed me a video of she showed me a vi- live performance video of Aretha Franklin playing piano oh, wow. and singing Ray Charles and Nora Jones, and that's when it clicked for me. And she said, "Look, you learn how to play classical piano lessons, classical music, learn the technique, learn the touch. This is what you can do with it." And obviously, I'm no Aretha Franklin or Ray Charles, but um, it kept me in those lessons, and I've known ever since I was six, seven years old that that this was what I wanted to do. Well, so tell us a little bit of your backstory. You know, tell everybody where you're from and kind of a brief overview of you, what makes you you. Oh, yeah. Well, that might be a little – hopefully I can make this shorter than, <laughs> than that. But, um no, I'm from. I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Uh, born in San Antonio, and then raised in in Dallas. I come from a big family, and oh, wow. and I think my family is what really shapes exactly who I am. It's why I'm loud. Mm-hmm. It's, be, it's why I eat too damn much. It's because I. <laughs> you, you have to speak. You have to speak up in a loud in a big family because to get your oh. way. Oh my gosh, it's so true. I'm I'm the second oldest of seven kids, and my sisters and I we always joke around that like all the all the guys we've ever dated and our friends will be like, "Golly, you guys are just like loud people," and you know you're always done eating before everyone else. And I was like, "Well, yeah, because if you wanted to be heard in our family, you had to yell, you had to speak up, and if you didn't want to starve to death, you had to." eat your food before everyone else because then people would start picking off your plate. So it was just a matter of of defending your your living. Um but no in my family I mean music was everywhere. My my mom and dad never pursued it professionally but my dad composes hymns and he's a businessman who can sit down at the piano and sing. He has the most beautiful tenor voice you'll ever hear. And he'll sit down at the piano any day and just compose a hymn. And my mother is an incredible singer, and she plays guitar. So I think it was important to them that all their kids uh, be raised with music in the house. And so all my sisters, we all play piano. We all sing. I'm just a big old attention whore in the family, so that's why I'm doing this professionally. They're they're a little more secure with their talent than I am, I guess. They don't feel the need to, <laughs> to go perform and tour like I do. But, yeah, that's that's where I come from. I, I love that. Now, as you know, when it comes to chasing this crazy dream, a lot of times um, fans and stuff, they, they see the glory behind a Blake Shelton um, Carrie, Miranda, and all that. They don't see the mm-hmm. grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes for not just to get at their level, but to even at a career level. And I always like to talk about that because I don't think nobody talks about it enough. And I, to be honest, I think it's one of the most important things that should be talked about because people need to know what an artist goes through. <clears throat> so I'm going to tell a quick story mm-hmm. that will guide us into where I want this to go. 
back in 2014, we interviewed um, Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls. And back then, they were full-time with music, and I'll never forget the answer she gave me to this question. I asked her what advice she'd give an up-and-coming artist, and she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She said, the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes because you're, mm-hmm. you no longer own your own life. Even though you own your life, you don't own your life. Everybody else does. So your friends and relatives, they never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to holidays, to weekends. But when you're in the grind mode, you can't say no to gigs, and you definitely can't cancel. You don't want to be that kind of artist who cancels gigs. And so you can't do all that, and they don't understand that. They don't understand it's not just you, that there's 30, 40, 50 people that's depending on you being at that gig. Um, then your family has to sacrifice around you, not just you. And then if that's not enough – there are days where you're going to feel miserable. You can't just call in like at a work. You ha- if you've got a gig, you've got to get up there and smile like yeah. there's no tomorrow. But, but then she added, if your heart will not allow you to do anything else, if you can't see yourself doing anything outside of music, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Yeah. Let's talk about that side of it. I feel like I need to breathe for a second after hearing all of that, but it's, but it's, um, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what she said. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I've ever thought of it like that. I've, I was raised with a father who, who and a father and mother who told all of us girls, look, if you want something, go get it. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you can't just make sure you want yeah. it and follow through with it. So in my mind, there was never doubt the moment I decided, hey, this is what I was born to do. Like, this is right. this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. This is my purpose, is to spread joy in the world through music, through what I write and create. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I've just never I, – I do – I mean, everybody has those moments of um, uncertainty, I'm, I'm sure, just like yeah. any business. But I've never had that moment of – do I of of strong doubt um, yeah. because it was just always it always was and I mm-hmm. I never doubted mm-hmm. uh, doubted the the belief I have in in that I can do it I mean some days you don't see the dream as clearly as others um you know I <laughs> when I think yeah. about ten years from now and. And that I want to sell out arenas, and I want to be touring the world, and all the things I want to do. Sure, it's hard to see that sometimes from where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then other days you see it clearly, and it just keeps you going. So yeah. I don't know. I, maybe I'm a little bit more naive than than um, <laughs> than she was. But and I'm also still very young in the business, and I realize that. I just hope I I hope I stay green green enough yeah, to, to believe in myself to keep going i, I love that and mm-hmm. that we you know because again it takes a lot of work takes a lot of hustle takes takes a lot of tenacity even mindful and all that to to make any type of thing work but i think in music it's even harder than most of than all the other industries out there so you know we definitely commend anybody that's chasing that this crazy dream and speaking yeah. of that you know <clears throat> we talked about the sacrifice side Let's go the other way and talk about the glory side, the side that everybody sees. So when you look back on your career so far, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? 
Oh my gosh, the my Grand Ole Opry debut for sure. I mean that was a oh, wow. that was a goal I had forever and ever and ever. And actually standing there on stage, it was like holy what crap! Was that moment it actually like? happened. <laughs> what was that moment yeah. as you were about to walk to the circle? Tell us that moment that you were walking towards that circle. Uh, I I couldn't even see the circle because I was bawling my <laughs> eyes out so bad. There was my, my vision was obscured by tears of joy. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was extremely humbling, and it was very surreal. And as soon as I got off stage, I knew I had to play it again because the high was so high that when the mm-hmm. moment's over, you can't help but feel a little sad that it's over. It's just like, oh, well. okay, well, it's over. <clears throat> well, I need to do it again. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it again. Um, so it was, that. that's definitely a moment that, um, that I'm going to remember forever. Wow. I love that. What are a few more moments that where you're like, wow, you know? Oh man, play, I got to play the today show last year, which was oh, wow. really, really cool. And even opening for Rob Thomas, all last year for two months straight um yeah. that was really cool because he's he's an artist i've always loved and admired but um you know he's not in country music and i love mm-hmm. that i got to open for someone in more of the genreless field of music it's just good music yeah. and i really I hope that. that people view my music that way it's country but i i just want I hope that it appeals to audiences, um, you know, broader than than country. Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a that was a really really cool cool experience for me. Now, have you ever had that moment? I know you said that you don't really doubt, but there had to be at least one moment to where, and it, cause most artists have this moment to where they have a decision to make, and there and it might have even been this year, who knows? But where they're sitting there, and there's a fork in the road, and they they could go off the journey of the music, or they could just mm. continue on. And you're and you're thinking to yourself, is this worth it? Is it going there? Um, if you've had that moment, what was that moment, and how did you drive through it? Oh my gosh, I literally had. I I feel like I had five of those moments this year because it was such <laughs> a, <laughs> this year was so crazy. But no, <laughs> I mean I I don't like saying this, but I'm gonna say it because I need to because I got over it, and maybe it'll help someone else out there, you know, getting their toes in the music industry. Yeah. But I had a moment. What was this? In in the summer, so this would have been June. Um. Mm-hmm. I had a serious moment. I was at my place alone, and I just remember feeling like, do I really want this? Is it, And maybe it was because I hadn't toured in so long, and I was yeah. feeling like, what's the point? Like, what am mm-hmm. I what am I contributing to the world? What good am I doing? Because I was just, you know, at home. I didn't feel like I was doing anything besides writing music and which is something but it's not not everything I mean it is everything but you know I just wasn't as busy as (laughs) I used to be and I remember sitting there on my living room floor just having a I I call it just a boohoo moment and it usually lasts 20 minutes I let myself cry and then I can laugh about it and I'm like okay you're fine you're hormonal whatever you're fine (laughs) so (laughs) 
But um, <laughs> I remember sitting there crying and and asking myself. I, I just remember praying to God, just telling him, like, you know, if this is what I'm really supposed to do with my life. I mean, for a second there, I thought, well, maybe yeah. I could just be an influencer. I mean, God knows they're making more money than I am. And maybe I could just, <laughs> you know, post pictures with products that are paying me to, to uh, you know, advertise for them. And yeah. I remember praying to God, and it just sounds so silly that I even think about that. But mm-hmm. I just prayed to God and asked him for peace. And peace about my decisions, peace about my future, because fact of the matter is, and it's cliche, but I don't know what 10 years from now is going to look like. None of us know. And none of Mm -hmm. us could have predicted a global pandemic happening, but it happened. Mm -hmm. And so that's the moment I learned how important it is to adapt you yeah. adapt or you die. <laughs> and exactly. and I, I found myself in a situation like, okay, I need to adapt to, to what's going on. And it just doesn't mean it's over. It just means it looks different right now. And I probably yeah. shouldn't make any rash, yeah. life-changing decisions when the world is the way it is. So, yeah. anyways, long story short, I gave it about 20, 30 minutes. And then I was fine, and I was writing a song, and and I had more hope and, <laughs> and joy for my future than I ever had. And so I'm really thankful for those waves that come because you've got to ride the wave, and and, and, and we land all go on the through beach. that. <laughs> and we all go through that, no matter what you're chasing. We all go oh, through yeah. that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, I remember hearing a quote a while years ago that said, "Never make a major decision in the low tide of your life." That's so true. Because it's usually the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever made a good decision out of fear, or anxiety, mm-hmm. or my sadness. I've, you know, I think it's so important, and I'm so thankful I learned that lesson this year finally to just ride the wave, let yep. the emotions settle, and let logic reappear, because <laughs> it always does. And, you know, I think this year is a gut check moment for a lot of artists because, you know, you know, a lot of artists, they say they want this. But right mm-hmm. now, artists don't know what the future holds in the music industry per se. We, I mean, we, we all know that music will always be here. We know that. But we don't know what oh, it's going to look like. So mm-hmm. this year is a gut check for a lot of artists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had, I feel like every single day has been a gut check. And it's been the most beautiful thing because every single morning I just realign my purpose. And I make sure to check in with myself and with God and be like, okay, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? You know? And so, yeah, it's been it's been great to to keep myself in check that way. I think it's... It's how we survive. Yep. I love that. And we're going to take a quick break now, and then we're going to come back and play your song, We Go Together Like, and then talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. 
You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. behind it. Tell us the story behind yeah. that song and how it came together. Oh, well, this is a fun story. So this song <laughs> we actually wrote back in 
2008, the end of 2018, I was on tour with Brett Eldridge, and we had a tour bus out with us, and so I brought a couple riders oh, well. with me. Uh, so every night after the show and before sound check, we were just knocking out as many songs as we could. So in the same weekend, we had written I'll Still Love You, We Go Together Like Flowers, and Good Lord, all in that, all in two days. And so it was oh, so wow. fun. We didn't sleep for a second. We were, our yeah. voices were gone by the end of this weekend. We were staying up all night drinking Red Bull and yeah. <laughs> just, just knocking out songs and it was so much fun. But um, yeah, I mean, this song started at like, I think it was two in the morning and my producer, Josh Kerr, had oh, wow. started this track and I was like, dang, that feels good. And and I was ready to, I was heading to my bunk to go to bed because I had a show the next day and I just needed sleep and um then he started playing that track and I was like dang it that is so good so (laughs) I went went back to the back room and we actually finished it really quick because I was so tired but it was we we got that song done in like 30 45 minutes it was just a no-brainer and you know I'm I'm so in love and so writing love songs at the time was like snapping my fingers it's really easy so we were cranking all of those out and you know we love extra love love songs. Again, you know Sandy and I when we we met, uh, you know we have a crazy story of how we met. Cause we met online back in 2002. Of course, back then it was taboo. And we yeah, met mm-hmm. February um, February 2nd of 02, talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. Set a wedding date February 18th and met in person March 4th. So we were meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Like the song says, we just knew. Holy, oh yeah, I mean that's amazing. Me. I would I would say eighteen years of marriage proves that it you know it worked. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, and we've been a twenty four seven couple. You know, it's funny. I always joke with her because you know we we went eight months because when we set the wedding date was for October fifth of that year. So we had eight months. Um, wow. of, I guess you could say engagement, and but we didn't really have togetherness because she was in Kentucky I was in Georgia so we had maybe 20, less than 20 days together face to face and I always joked that once we married I was like okay now we get the date yeah yeah wow, we've had plenty a, of time to make <laughs> that is awesome that is awesome <laughs> and maybe that's what made the 24-7 couple that we are more special because we didn't have no time and then for 18 years we've had all the time yeah, that's true. Hey, that works. <laughs> so one thing I like to do on the show, is I, and I think that they don't get enough love, is the team. You know, nobody really talks about the team, and they do just enough work um, that the artist does. In fact, sometimes more work because if they don't oh, yeah. if they don't pre- perform what they need to do, the artist can't do what they do. So I always like to give a few minutes to the artist to kind of talk about the team. So tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're no, you're absolutely right and I I hope that I give my team plenty of credit because yeah, I mean there's there's no business, no successful business that has ever taken off without a yeah. village of people mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. it. So right. I've got a whole group of grown ups that are way smarter than I am, thank goodness, so that all <laughs> you know, I, I get to do the fun creative part of every day and 
and um, <laughs> just make phone calls when I'm getting impatient. But most of the time, they're just doing all the work. So it's awesome. My management um, is amazing. They're called uh, Will Ward and Brooke Bland at Forward. And um, my publishing team at Black River Entertainment, Black River Publishing, um, my agent at CAA, Kylan Sharp, um, and then you have Country Radio. If, if they don't play your records, then, you know, mm-hmm. the world, it's a lot harder yeah. for the world to hear your music. So, um, golly, mm-hmm. and I, I'm probably forgetting a lot of people, but I, I don't. And then you got your business managers and your lawyer mm-hmm. who makes sure that <laughs> you're not getting yourself into anything, anything that you'll be kicking yourself for in a, in a few oh, years or when you're trying to, you know, chill out a little more. So, yes, sir. It's, um, I, I always say I, I didn't have to go to college because I have a, I have a bunch of college degrees working for me. Thank goodness. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. Um, now, what does your family think of all this that's happening to you? I mean, they love it. My my mom and dad have always been extremely supportive. My sisters are really supportive, and they definitely keep me humble. I think the best word for my sisters is unimpressed. You know, to, I'm just little sisters <laughs> to them, and yeah. I am uh, yeah. just as prone to and available to make fun of as the rest of my sisters. So we just cut up and I really don't think they think <laughs> twice about it, honestly. Um, no, uh, I mean, they're my best friends. So they just, mm-hmm. they just treat me like You're they would when I was 10. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I know that. they're happy for me and, and we're all, I mean, my sisters are all their own entrepreneurs and getting their own degrees. So we're all really proud of each other. That is awesome. And, you know, we kind of got a um, third co-host also, our little eight-year-old boy. We let him come on and ask one yeah. question. So Sandy's going to get him on real quick. And he loves Oh, it. nice. And, yes, I'll and, go get and, him. And, you know, we've, we've got an 18-month-old little daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too because we are a family affair. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. Well, I feel at home with would... all these kids running around. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is uh, is that um our eight year old he's always been homeschooled so so his life ain't changed this year. Oh, that's amazing! I mean, I was homeschooled when I was a kid, and it was the best thing ever. So I'm all <laughs> now, for the, it. The big awesome. thing, the big thing that did change was, of course, we did, ain't been able to go to church. But this past Wednesday, our church finally opened its doors, so we're able to go to church again. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's um. I'm ready for everything to open up, and I know that these businesses are too. Um, so yep. I'm praying that happens sooner rather than later. Most definitely. I think she's about to get him on now. Yes, I've got him here. Here's Christopher, and he's ready with his question. What's going on, Christopher? Happy working favorite food. Wait, what was that again? Hi, Abby. What's your favorite food? Oh, man, that's a tough question. I have too many, but I love, 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 love any kind of Thai food. Oh, I love sushi, and I really, really love my mom's Mexican food. She makes the best, oh, my gosh, the best food. I love that. So what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Oh, hey, pizza's a good one. 
I like that. He's all American, isn't he? That's great. Yep. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye, Christopher. Yeah, he loves that, and he gets upset when he can't. You know, every now and then, an artist has to leave early, and we don't get to the mm-hmm. question. And he gets upset, but you know, oh, he's been on probably ninety percent. Oh, that is awesome. He's, he's got a cute voice. He sounds like a cute kid. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, my gosh, that's a great question. And you know what's so cool about that question is I feel like I've gotten to write with my heroes. Um, but there is one. Oh, if well. I could co-write with someone I haven't gotten to write with yet, it would be Vince Gill. Oh, wow. I've always, just, I've always been a huge fan of his writing, his voice, yes. and his songs, and He's just a legend. I mean, he's the man. So, I'm hoping I'm hoping we can make that happen one day. That would be awesome. Um, so now this question will probably have a thousand different answers, but just kind of think of the first thing that pops in your head. But what is a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Oh, there's a song I just listened to. It's not country. It's by this girl Sasha Sloan, and it's called A House with No Mirrors, and it's oh, beautiful. Wow. It is beautiful. Oh, we'll have to check that one out. Definitely. Yeah. So what is a song of yours that means the most and why? Ooh, that's a really good question, too. I The song that means the most to me, I actually have not released yet. And I'm. it's looking like we're going to be able to release it before the end of this year. Um, but it's called Don't Matter Now and... I wrote it at a time when I was just feeling I, – I, I wrote it – it's really about this year. I just wrote it about a time when I was feeling really sad and really down, and I couldn't understand why. I just felt like I was in this gray cloud constantly, and um, yeah. suddenly, you know, I wasn't anymore. And it's like God just kind of, you know, brought me out of it somehow. And wow. and so I, I, wrote, I wrote a song about it, and – and I hope, yeah, I hope, I hope it gets gets out this year. I think it will, and um, it's definitely my most honest song that I've ever written. So I'm excited about it. Love that, and and I can tell that you know faith is a very important part of your life. Yeah, absolutely, it, it definitely is. <clears throat> and we love that because again, you know, Sandy and I, we we really believe that God. Brought us together through that crazy internet site because we, I mean, there's so yeah. much that we've done over the years that there's no way God's not been part of our marriage. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's no way that God's not a part of everything. And, you know, I realize everyone believes their own thing. And I think everybody's got their, no matter what you believe, there mm. is still a belief in some kind of higher power. And um, yeah. Most so that, that's always been a something. very strong anchor in my life. <laughs> that's awesome. So this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. Um, and I always like to tell that this story before I ask the artist that exact same question to kind of have them think about it before I ask it. Because the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T of what she's living right now. It's amazing to watch wow. her go from – five years ago to where she is now. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? 
Oh man, I feel like I think about this and write it down constantly, <laughs> and just hoping it, hoping it happens. I think it will, but in five years I will be twenty-eight years old. That is so weird. I'll be twenty-eight, and I really do hope and think that I'll definitely be a headlining artist by then. Whether it's, mm-hmm. I mean, an arena tour would be awesome, uh, and I would be happy if I'm selling out theaters, but let's say arenas. Why not? Let's just say yeah. I'm I'm on a headlining arena tour in five years, and um, I'm at peace. I'm at uh, you know, that. I I love the I love the taking off part of of any mm-hmm. business. There's always the taking off part, and yeah. um, and that is so much fun. I hope in five years. I don't think I'll ever be done you know, taking off, but I hope in five years I'll be an autopilot. Does that make sense? And, you know, speaking of that, speaking of that music, Mm -hmm. I think it's, and really any business is kind of like this. Um, There's a story, and this is a real story, of a Chinese bamboo tree. I think you'll love this. The Chinese bamboo tree, you plant it, and this is real. This ain't, you can even look it up. But you plant it, and you water it, fertilize it every day. Nothing, yeah, after one year, Nothing happens after two years. Mm. Still, nothing happens. Now, if you don't, if you're not watering it and fertilizing it, it's never going to happen. At just like with your music career, you got to keep doing mm. that. But <clears throat> year three, still nothing happens, and you might think, okay, there's never going to be nothing here. Year four, still nothing happens. Nothing comes out the ground. But sometime in year five, it'll sprout, and when it does. It'll grow ninety feet in like an eight-week period. Wow! So yeah, now, I'll can be you a imagine that? Bamboo tree in five years. That's what I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's say that whether it's five years, ten years down the road, you're a success at a high level, whatever that is. You're a success. Mm. The, what if the person you are now could meet your future successful self? What would you tell her? Oh man, stay humble and mm-hmm. um, keep perspective. I just, I really, truly, I've had those moments where you start feeling pretty cool and you start drinking your own <laughs> Kool Aid for a minute on those high mountaintop <laughs> moments. And I hope that I always stay smart enough to realize that, you know, Kool Aid kind of tastes awful. So. <laughs> <laughs> not be drinking anybody's Kool-Aid except for my mom's. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I I loved that answer, and that and, and you know I, I always ask that question because you know everybody always asks what would your past self I always like to go to the future because it, I yeah. think to help remind the artist that whatever answer they give should be how they're living now. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons yeah, I asked that. Also, um, I love that you just said that. It made me think that I would tell my future self too to remember how happy I am without all of the accolades and all of the tours <laughs> and that that I can be happy in any aspect of life, that it doesn't take money or fame. That's not happiness. Yeah. Um, I, would tell, I, I hope I remember how happy I am right now too. And, and if I ever don't feel that way, then something needs to, to shift. I love that. 
Now, let's say that you have a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they definitely got something special. And let's say that they've um, gotten on stage. They've played maybe 40 or 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. So this would be pre-COVID advice, of course. And let's say that they've gotten on stage, and they've got what every artist says, that stage bug where they're looking over the crowd. The crowd's roaring for them, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and Mm -hmm. they say, Abby – I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Well, it's funny you ask that because I feel like I'm I'm still taking advice myself. (laughs) I don't feel worthy to to give (laughs) advice, honestly. Um, I'm just going to pretend like I would – be asking this I asked the same question to a mentor of mine in the music business Mm -hmm. and he told me to ask ask questions ask 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 be interested in others than interesting like of course you're interesting because you're an artist and you're on stage sure Mm -hmm. but always stay more interested in everybody else and um and you'll find that people just want to help you so Ask a lot of questions. You know, Sandy will be the first to tell you that through the almost 18 years of marriage of us, we've gotten to do some crazy things just because I've asked. We have <laughs> a lot. No, it, it's crazy what uh what people will be willing to do, and you just ask them. It's it's really really crazy. So I agree with you. So. As a rising artist, you probably have some friends that are chasing this crazy dream right along with you. Who are one or two artists that people should know about? Oh, man, definitely Tennille Towns. Uh, We've been trying to get her on the show. We got her on the show recently. Yeah, I freaking love – she just put out a phenomenal album. Um, My – golly, I feel like I have so many – People and now I'm of course when you ask me I'm like uh uh Lainey Wilson she is bad to the yeah, bone awesome. I'd say those those three girls and, and there's you know countless others in town I know that I'm um having an awful brain moment about but um what about the sure. what about the little battle between the two Tennilles you got Tennille Arts and Tennille Towns oh I don't think it's a battle you think it's a battle <laughs> I think they're I think they're uh, two completely we, different we, we, sounding artists. We love artists. them both, though. Yeah. yeah we love them yeah, both. Yeah. We love them both, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, Tennille Arts is incredible. I mean, they're they're both incredible. I, I love both of their music. I, I listen to both of them all the time. Yeah, we had Tennille Arts on our show, and we're in the process of trying we to did. get Tennille Towns also. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, Tennille, Tennille's awesome. So as we come to a close on the show, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Oh, I feel like you guys hit everything. I mean, I I love getting an opportunity. I I love that you guys asked about the uh, low moments of life. I think I maybe I, I hope I speak for artists when I say this. Maybe it's just me, but I think you do kind of get tired of, Talking about uh, all the high moments, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool, it's mm-hmm. cool, it's awesome. I'm really thankful for it. But um, having the opportunity to speak about 
real emotions, at least for me. That's what I yeah. truly enjoy, just yeah. having a real talk like you're talking to a friend. I really well, appreciate that, those that questions. Was our original and you guys definitely plan. did that today. Well, thank you. That When we Thanks. launched the Christmas Sandy show back in January, that I told Sandy, you know, how can we be different than everybody? You know, of course, being a husband and wife team co-host kind of already makes us different. But how can we be different, yeah. different? And I was, and I was like, you know, I, I listen to enough shows to know they only give you 25 minutes on on your average show, and you really only have time to talk about music. So it's Perfect. always the same right. thing over and over and over. I was like, you know what? We're going to give each artist 60 minutes, and we're going to get dig deep. And we're, and I came up with the tagline up close and personal because that's what we wanted to get and make it a conversation. Yeah, yes. well, you guys definitely did, and I I really appreciate it. Filled up my tank today, so thank you. <laughs> well, we appreciate uh-huh. it. Now you can tell everybody how they can reach out to you. I will, yes, yeah, so on my website, abbyandersonmusic.com. You can sign up for my wonderful, amazing email there. And um, <laughs> and then you can follow me on social media, on Instagram, at abbyandersonmusic, and uh, on YouTube, abbyandersonmusic. I'm always putting up fun cover videos and, and all kinds of stuff on there. So give me a follow. <laughs> Love that. And we really enjoyed having you on today, and we for sure look forward to having you back down the road. Hey, well, thank you guys for your time. I enjoyed getting to talk to you. Uh, oh, you have a here. great day. All right, you guys too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>